everyone. Welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. Today's episode is a feature from our YouTube channel, Caring with Bamboo. If you would prefer to watch the video directly on YouTube, the link will be in the description box below. I hope you enjoy. everyone, welcome back to our channel. My name is Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So in today's video, we will be talking about coping with repetitive questions. So I know as caregivers, repetitive questions can be frustrating, irritating, they can be exhausting, and even just distracting. And if we're being completely honest, Nobody really likes answering the same question over and over and over, no matter what the reason is. We just, we just don't like doing it, right? So maybe your partner's asking you, what time is it? What day is it? Do you think it will rain? Did you feed the dog? Where's the cat? When am I going to get my hair done? Things like that. Or maybe it's just like a phrase, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to live anymore. I need my hair cut. I'm hungry. I'm cold. So why does this happen? Why do people with dementia constantly ask the same question over and over and over? So unfortunately, with dementia, they have a hard time learning new information, storing that information, and then retrieving it later. So there's a deficit in the short-term memory, okay? So if you remember, with dementia, unfortunately, there is brain cell damage. There's brain cells that are dying. So parts of the brain that are responsible for learning new information, encoding, recording that information, storing and retaining that information, and then retrieving it later, become damaged. And so what you get is this difficulty holding on to that information, difficulty remembering that they asked you a question, and difficulty remembering what your answer was. And so that's why you get these repetitive questions. Now, nine times out of 10, they're not asking you these questions repeatedly to be difficult or obnoxious. If they could remember asking the question, and if they could remember what your answer was, they likely wouldn't ask you again, okay? But it's because they're having that difficult time remembering the information that they keep asking it, okay? So before I get into some of the tips, I want to tell you four things that I do not recommend. Now, I know people still do them and they have varying levels of effectiveness, but in my opinion, these are four things that you really do want to try to avoid. So one of the things I recommend you avoid is ignoring them. So I know some people feel like, well, if I just ignore it, they'll stop asking it. <laughs> and usually that's not the case. But what you do want to keep in mind is that emotional memory lasts longer than event memory. So even though they might not be able to remember that they ask you a question, your response or lack thereof to their question could make them feel a certain type of way 
and that feeling may linger. They might not be able to remember why they feel that way, but they do, right? The second thing that you really want to avoid is telling them, you already asked me that, or you've asked me that 10 times already, right? That's very easy to say, right? If somebody asks you a question again, you're like, I already answered that. You already asked me that, you know? But you really want to avoid it because if you take a step back, you'll realize that that response really isn't helpful. Because again, remember, if they remembered that they asked you that question, they probably wouldn't ask you again. So you telling them you already asked me that is just generally unhelpful, okay? The third thing you want to avoid is giving them different answers every time, just for the fun of it or just to keep things interesting. And so I'm not talking about answering differently to see if they understand better or rephrasing to see if they understand better the next time around. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about giving silly answers just because you can, because they've asked you so many times and you're just trying to keep it interesting. And I know some people do that as a way to cope, but I really don't recommend it, especially if your partner is really trying to put pieces together. Maybe they remember part of what you said, but not fully. So by you giving them all these different answers, it can just cause a lot of confusion, okay? And then the fourth thing that you should really avoid is short, vague answers like, uh-huh, sure, really? Okay. You really want to avoid those vague answers that kind, kind of comes off like you're not listening <laughs> because, again, emotional memory lasts longer than event memory. So even though they might not remember asking you the question, they might remember how you made them feel. They might not be able to pinpoint what it was that you did or what they did, but they can remember that they feel some type of way towards you. And it could be because you're not listening. So those are the four things that I really recommend you try to avoid. Ignoring them, telling them that you already told them, changing your answer just for the fun of it, and answering short and vaguely, okay? So let's talk about what may be triggering these questions. So we know what's kind of big picture causing them to ask the same question over and over. It's because they don't remember asking it. But what is actually triggering them to ask that specific question? What could that be? So it could be stress, anxiety, discomfort, fear, genuine interest or genuine concern, boredom, or just a desire to connect. So you want to keep these things in mind when your person, when your partner is asking you a question. What is triggering that? Are they scared of something? Are they concerned about something? Are they anxious about something? Are they stressing about something? Do they seem bored? Do they seem like they're trying to reach and connect out? What is triggering this question? Okay, so keep that in mind. So now let's get into my top tips. So tip number one is to make sure you are listening. I mean, really listening. Because sometimes when somebody asks us something, we're doing something else. So we might not be fully attending to what they actually asked us. And with those who have dementia, what they're asking us may have some kind of underlying meaning. There might be 
something that we need to read between the lines. But if we're not paying attention, we're going to miss some of those cues, some of that extra information that might help us give the appropriate response to the question. Number two is to make sure they're listening. Remember, not only do they have a short-term memory deficit, but sometimes they have a shortened attention span or they're easily distracted. So as soon as they ask you the question, their attention diverts, right? I can remember on a few occasions me asking somebody a question and then I get distracted. They've answered it, but I've completely missed it. I have no idea what they said. And so I have to ask them again because I'm pretty sure I asked them, but since I didn't remember a response, I asked again. But it was because my attention got distracted, right? And I didn't remember. So that happens too with people who have dementia and quite often. So make sure that they're listening. Make sure that they can hear you. Are their hearing aids in? Are they hard of hearing, right? Because if they can't hear you, it doesn't matter what you say, right? It doesn't matter if you answered their question or not because they didn't get that information, okay? Tip number three is to answer the question but also respond to the underlying feelings. Like I mentioned before, there's usually something that is triggering this question. There's some type of unmet need. So if you can figure that out, you can respond to the underlying feeling. So maybe they just need a hug. Maybe they just want you to sit down with them and spend some time with you. Maybe they want to help you do something. Or maybe there's something that they really want to do. And so you want to respond to that underlying feeling. What do they need? What do they feel like they're missing? Okay. Tip number four is to repeat the question back to them. So for example, if they ask you, what time is it? You would say, you want to know what time it is. And they'll say something like, yeah, what time is it? And then you would say, the time is 11 a.m. or 11 o'clock or 11 in the morning or whatever but you would repeat the question back to them to make sure you have an understanding of it. And then you wanna put part of the question into the answer. You want to know what time it is. The time is 11 o'clock, okay? And then that's the surest way to make sure they at least temporarily understand the answer that you gave them and that you understand that you're answering the right question. Because sometimes when they ask a question, they might misspeak. So they asked you one thing, but they were really intending to ask you something else. So by you repeating back to them their question, that gives them a chance to change it. So maybe they didn't really want to know what time it is. Maybe they wanted to know what day it is. Or maybe they wanted to know something more specific, like what time is lunch, you know? So it gives them that opportunity to clarify for you and for you to make sure you're understanding the, the right question. Okay. Tip number five is avoid reasoning and long-winded explanations. You really just want to keep it short, simple, clear, to the point. So for example, if your partner asks you, did you feed the dog? You don't want to say, yes, I fed the dog this morning when I first got up and I gave him water too. That's too much. <laughs> Just keep it simple. If they ask you, did you feed the dog? You say, you want to know if I fed the dog. They're going to say something like, yes, did you feed the dog? 
you're going to say, yes, I already fed the dog, period. You just wanna keep it short and simple so you can make sure that they actually get the answer. Because sometimes when you say too much, it's kind of like, okay, well, what was the answer to my question? I heard a lot of stuff, but was that yes or no? Are they going to do it? Did they already do it? There just leaves more room for con confusion. But if you're straight to the point, yes, I already fed the dog. Yes, I fed the dog this morning. Something to that extent, it's more clear, okay? Tip number six is try to involve multiple senses. So if we can attach something to multiple senses, we're more likely to remember it. So remember our senses are sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch, okay? So for example, maybe your partner wants to know, are the doors locked? So you could maybe say, you want to know if the doors are locked. They would say, yes, are the doors locked? You would say, okay, let's go check. So maybe you walk over to the door together, you check the locks, you'd say, yes, the doors are locked, point to the lock. So that gives them auditory information and visual information because not only did you tell them, but you showed them. Then you could say, can you open it? They try to open it, they're feeling it. They can feel that the door is locked. And they'll say, no, I can't open it. And you say, okay, good, the door is locked. So that is giving them confirmation. So you gave them auditory information, visual information, and tactile information because they got to touch and manipulate it themselves. So that might help them remember, oh yeah, I checked, the door was locked. So they might not feel the need to keep asking you because they're able to recall with all those three components added, okay? So just try it, see if it works. Tip number seven is to ask a follow-up question or turn it into a full conversation. So maybe your partner asks you, do you think it will rain today? And so you say to them, you want to know if it will rain today. They say, yeah, do you think it will rain today? And you can say, I'm not sure. Do you want it to rain? They might say, oh no, I don't like when it rains. It makes me all stiff. And then maybe you can just create a full-blown conversation from that. But if you ask a follow-up question, it gives you an opportunity to expand the question. It also gives you an opportunity to expand the conversation and maybe find out more information that might help you give them a better answer or might help you meet one of those underlying needs. Tip number eight is to distract with an activity. So this might be really good, especially if your partner is asking you the same question like back to back to back to back and you just need a break from all the question asking, you can try distracting them with an activity. So you can try maybe playing their favorite music in the background, or maybe you decide you want to even join in with them and dance. Maybe you can see if they'll be willing to match socks or fold clothes. Maybe they can help you with some chores. Maybe you guys can look through like a photo album together, things like that, but something to take their attention away from whatever is triggering that question. Tip number nine is to write the answer down. So maybe you've already answered the question a few times and they're still asking. You can try writing it down. You can use a poster board, you can use a notepad, you can use 
just a sheet of paper, you can use a whiteboard. If they're asking you more like event type of questions like when am I going to the doctor, when's my hair appointment, things like that, you can use a calendar or maybe a weekly calendar or daily calendar is more appropriate, but maybe a full calendar is better too. You kind of have to gauge what is best to use for your partner, right? And so, for example, something you could do, maybe they're asking you what time is lunch and they're asking you over and over and over. Something you can do is write it down on a piece of paper. So maybe something like this. You don't have to write it exactly like this. This is good for people who are still able to see pretty well and they're able to read and understand what they're reading. So you would post this somewhere that they can see it. You want to make sure that you post it at eye level. You don't want to post it too high or too low because they might not see it. It might not be in their visual field. Okay, so you want to post it at eye level and then it might also help to put a digital clock next to it. So now they can see that lunch is at 1 p.m. and this is what time it is now. Okay, so that might give them that cue that they need to stop asking you because they can see it and they can check. Especially if when you put these types of reminders, if you put it in the same exact place every time, get into this kind of routine, they might learn to check there before asking you. Or if they ask you, you can say, oh, did you check the board? They can say, oh, no, I didn't. Let me go check. And then they can go check or something like that. Now, this won't work for everybody, but this is definitely something that you can try. Tip number 10 is to be mindful of any triggers and see if you can remove them. And this might not always be possible, right? You might not always be able to remove the trigger or you may not be able to even identify the trigger, okay? It just might be something that internally is just really bothering them and there's nothing externally triggering them. But maybe consider, have they been watching violent TV? Is there something like maybe your deceased father's hat hanging on the coat rack? Or maybe it's a photo that's triggering it. Or maybe there's car keys sitting on the countertop so they keep asking you where the car is at. Or maybe something that they value like a wallet or their jewelry or something like that is missing. Maybe you can help them find it or find a fake replacement for it if you put it away and that's why they can't find it and you don't want to tell them where it is. You can give them something to replace it, but they feel like they have the real thing. You don't tell them it's fake, right? You just provide them with something that looks similar and it just provides comfort knowing that, okay, that there's my wallet with my stuff in it, or there's my keys, you know? So consider those things, see if you can identify any of the triggers and if you can see if you can remove them because it could be something as simple as out of sight, out of mind. Tip number 11 is to breathe. If you honestly feel like you can no longer hold your peace, please just first try to take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Answer the question as calmly and briefly as you can. And then take the opportunity to remove yourself away from your partner and then kind of get yourself back together. Because sometimes we just need a break. Sometimes 
it's 20 times too many and we just need to take a step back from it, okay? But I really, really encourage you to try to avoid like snapping, yelling, scolding, again, pointing out that they've already asked you the question just because it doesn't help. It just makes them feel bad. They don't understand why you're so angry. They don't realize that they've asked you the question several times. So it just, it just, everybody is at a loss at that point. But if you can try to keep your composure, take a step back, take a moment for yourself, and then come back when you can, that might be a better option, okay? All right, guys, so those are all of my tips. Hopefully you found them helpful and of value. If you have any of your own tips, please feel free to share them below. Of course, these tips may not prevent your loved one, your partner, your person from asking these questions, but my hope is that it will give you a better way of coping with the repetitive questions, especially understanding that they don't intend to, they're not doing it on purpose, and that it's really just due to brain failure. If you would like to share any of the questions that your partner often asks you, please feel free to leave them down below. I would love to read them. Also, if you have any questions or concerns, leave a comment down below. I respond to all comments. Don't forget all of our social media links as well as our website is down in the description box. And until next time.